clean up your room. That's a good start. All right, welcome to the show, Akash Mansukani. How's it going? Hey, man? thanks for having me, man. Yeah, you know my it's very first. It's going well. Guess. <laughs> Qu- quarantining. Quarantining. Yeah, you're you're in Jackson Heights, Queens. Yep, Jackson it's, Heights, born and raised. Yeah, it's exactly where I am right now. Actually, we're about like yeah. half a mile from each other. <laughs> yeah, and we can't see each other, which is crazy. Nope. <laughs> I did go out to the park yesterday, though. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> Tell us a little about yourself. What do you What do you do right now? Yeah, um, so I've been out of school for five years, almost on the dot, actually. Like, last week was, like, five years exactly. And so I am a software engineer at a publishing company, Scholastic, um, that sells children's books. I'm sure a lot of people know. (laughs) Mm. Um, And so I work for the master data management team at Scholastic. I work primarily uh, with JavaScript to, you know, help uh, editors input data or help editors sort of, like, build software for them so that they can input data uh, that is sent out to like um, Amazon and our own websites and um, Barnes and Noble uh, where that data appears for parents, teachers and uh, other people to buy our books. Yeah. That's what I've been doing for the last um, almost four years. Actually. Yeah. Exactly four years too. So it's been four years and um, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I do. Time really flies. Um, Yeah. Okay, explain to me like I'm 10. So Scholastics have editors that puts on material, right? So what do you do exactly for them? Yeah, so exa- so exactly we um, build software for them uh, in which they can go and put input like data for um, various books and products that we sell. So, okay. for example, like, uh, you know, if there's a new book coming out, then an editor wants to put title or description, the name of the author, the page count, et cetera, all that, dis- all that information that's basically sent out as a guide to um, ven- our vendors, um, mm-hmm. as-, as well as our own content sites um, that basically displays display this data um, on their own website so that we can sell uh, products through them. I so see. they basically just input, the editors just input the data and we basically build a software that allows them to uh, input this data. What would be your title, like a software engineer? What what, what would you yeah? So, uh, I would just call myself a developer. It's more of like an application developer. Mm, okay. Um, and, that is that would be my exact title. Yeah. And and this with this skill set and this title, uh, basically every tech company needs people like you, right? Today's um i would say that um this is a little more specialized um but there are skills in here that i can use to sort of um or just you know any other company can use uh when they're you know what are in whatever project they're developing or product they're developing so yeah Mm. there are a lot of transferable skills and then there's a lot of uh specialized skills as well that are also like really interesting um so yeah i see so so did you is this something you study i mean i already know your story but uh, for the yeah. listeners, is this something you study in college, or uh, how did you get into it? Yeah, so I actually in college was scared of development and programming and all that stuff. Like I did not want to go anywhere near that. Uh, so in college, I studied um, chemical engineering at Columbia, and over there, like I sort of, um, you know, I kind of wanted to pursue chemistry and physics and math. Um, and do something with those three subjects in in my future in my career, mm. but I realized like quickly when I was trying to apply those principles and the and and the um, the 
uh, whatever I learned in, in those three subjects to the real world, I did not find it interesting at all. Mm. And so I, you know, sort of had to quickly change my direction and, you know, sort of look at what else was available um, that I could do with the skill set that I had. Because um, in my school, like, it's very, very popular that, you know, professors teach you more of like, uh, they don't really teach you in the sense of like, just as just in the in the sort of specific major that you're in they teach you more broadly so that you can become a better engineer or just like learn how to solve problems generically and broadly and mm -hmm. so in from that perspective um i started to you know look at things or look at other career options that allowed me to solve problems but not with chemistry and math and all that stuff mm -hmm. so um tech was always like a uh you know an interest of mine i just never you know, went into the software aspect of it. I was more of like a hardware person. Like I really liked new tech. I always kept looking for new tech, um, researching that stuff uh, in my, you know, as a hobby. So, um, so when that, you know, wh when I graduated and I started looking for jobs, a lot of them were tech based. A lot of them were, um, you know, startups in the city. Um, and I wanted to stay in New York City. That's mm -hmm. also another thing, and like a lot of the a lot of the companies in New York City um, deal with tech, technology, um, uh, finance, and all that stuff. But a lot of them are becoming, you know, sort of well, not a lot, mo most of them um, are, you know, sort of technology based now. So um, when I was when I graduated, I sort of looking started looking for startups or, or anywhere where I can sort of like dip my you know skill set into and and sort of grow and maybe become eventually become a software engineer from that. Um, so after graduating, I, I joined a startup um, called Yieldbot, which was an ad tech, ad tech company. Um, and I was a test developer there. So I was basically sort of just doing some manual testing. Um, and I was working closely with software developers um, where I sort of gained interest in software engineering. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I asked them a lot of questions and sort of like worked with them with, with whatever they were doing. Um, and I saw that like I was pretty interested in it. Um, in school, it scared me, but in the real world, it was super cool. Mm -hmm. And you could see, you know, the product of what they were building, like, on the spot, which was which I found really interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, you could basically, you know, code something, and it would just work, and you it would just perform whatever you, you know, you wanted it to do. And I really, really liked that sort of immediate feedback. Um, and so that's where I gained my interest for that. And then right after that, um, luckily... Um, you know, I joined as an application developer at Scholastic. For for the people that didn't know, um, you you actually got a full ride to Columbia. Um, yeah, yeah. Me and Akash actually went to the same high school, so we're like yeah, we basically <laughs> grew up together for many yeah. years. Um, yeah, that was a crazy times when you got into Columbia with a full ride, full scholarship, yeah. and also dorming. Yeah, I just find myself that that I just <laughs> find myself very very lucky. Um, uh -huh that that happened um and i didn't expect it obviously like i don't know if anyone would expect that so you know i was pretty like studious all my life right. so um i i've been like you know very disciplined and and sort of like worked hard i was always a hard worker um even mm -hmm. if i didn't understand something like i still tried and even if i still didn't understand something you know it was just like you know uh keep moving forward and uh, not you know I, I never looked back i kept pushing forward so um, i was that type of person engineer. Yeah, it's more of like, <laughs> yo, if you can't if you can't solve the problem, then you have to look for seven hundred other ways to solve the problem. Right. Um, so it's like, you know, you, there's a lot of alternative solutions available to you, a lot of tools available to you. You can use, mm -hmm. uh, especially nowadays. Um, you have, a, 
unlimited free resources that you can use to solve any problem that you have, um, technology related or, or, or not. So uh, I think that, you know, um, back in high school, like I always liked studying and like reading and all that stuff. Um, I especially like the math courses and the science courses and all that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I sort of, you know, grew after taking those courses and uh sort of applied as a hail mary sort of just like you know let me try it out see what happens mm-hmm. but uh yeah luckily you know it worked out <laughs> yeah definitely it's almost like you, you rolled a perfect wave because i remember in 2015 when we're when we we're graduating or 2013 when we were actually in school in college mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. like chemical engineering jobs uh work at oil companies was the biggest thing like the, the type of engineering that makes the most money at the time right and yep. it was perfect for you because you like chemistry, you know, you like science, engineering. It took really like the real world working uh, after graduating to know that reality is a little different from from school. Yes. To know that yeah. if you want to stay in New York City, you kind of have to do one of these things. It's smart in what you what you said and what you did. Uh, you're, you're like a chameleon. It's like, oh, now I got to make this work. So I got to learn into something. And that exactly. was a risky move you did. You know, take that, right. took that ad, ad tech job, right? To low, lower paid compared to right. what you could have gotten and just uh, went in a totally different con- uh, direction. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at that point, I was sort of, you know, I, I was set on finding something that was non-chemical engineering related because I did not want to go to New Jersey or, you know, Pennsylvania or, <laughs> like, the very, or like Texas, Ohio, all the hotspots for chemical engineering. I mean, I, I definitely knew I wanted to stay in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I felt like that was the most um, logical decision to make. Yeah. Um, and also I just graduated, so I didn't really know much any better. <laughs> so, you know, I took the first job I could get, but luckily it was a job that I was, I was pretty interested in, um, yeah. in exploring and trying to figure out, you know, my career path. Um, and it was a great stepping stone for me. So, um, I did definitely, you know, like that, uh, that company and, and, and where it, you know, sent me. Right. It's a lot of, like you said, it's a lot of luck, but at the same time, you're, you're kind of stay true to it because... Uh, you got into engineering. Um, I, I myself also got into engineering. We we actually decided that before we got into college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, me personally, I'm I wasn't too sure about my major, but I wanted to pick something that's a little more, I guess, flexible. Because with engineering, yeah. you can go into finance, you can go into programming, you can go into management, a lot of different things. So yeah, uh, with that major, you know, it, it's it's luck and also it's hard work and making the right decision that. Of course, uh, yeah. Got you where you are today. From chemical engineering, you're now a programmer. And, you know, as a programmer, I'm sure you make a decent salary, especially mm-hmm. uh, today's standard. Uh, I know that you you also have a little bit of side hustle that you're doing. You're dabbling with eBay. Uh, you want to yes. tell us a little about that? Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, about three, four years ago, you know, I realized that there was uh, a lot of inventory um, in my house. And this inventory... Uh, was from a job that my dad used to sort of head um, back in the day. So we had inventory for about 10, 15 years, um, even more maybe, um, that was just like staying at our house, sort of just like hidden. Um, And we didn't really do anything with it because I was in school and sort of my dad was like working at another job. Um, And so we didn't really sort of pursue that. But when I got out of school, um, you know, I saw that, you know, we had this. So I, 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 basically 
I wanted to move it, um, move it to, you know, sort of start selling with it and, and see if eBay was a lot, you know, viable option, um, Mm. for that. So this inventory was basically specifically for perfume and, um, watches. Um, and so these, these are known now to be vintage, um, items. (laughs) And so a lot of the vintage items sell, um, you know, for a lot on eBay. Mm. Um, not, not as much as, you know, probably people think but but decent amount um and so you can make a significant you know sort of side hustle with that Mm. um so i started selling that on ebay and luckily you know i didn't really know i've never really worked with ebay i've never really um dabbled with it at all um and so when i started putting stuff up i i did not have any expectations Um, what year was this this was in early 2017 okay yeah so uh in uh, around january 2017 i put uh, three perfumes up or something on ebay um and one of them sold and so i was like hmm that's interesting uh so i sort of like started putting more and more up and and with ebay um as you put more and more items up you will sell a lot more items that way um and so i realized that sort of like in the middle uh, of that year um, and so I started putting a lot, lot of uh, items up that we have, we've, we had from our inventory, mm-hmm. and, they, and they started to sell pretty quickly, which was really nice to see. So that year, um, you know, was was more of like a discovery phase, um, sort of like trying to figure out how eBay works, how their analytics work, how um, you know uh, impressions are made on your listings, how how many clicks you're getting, all that stuff. Um, and so I sort of, you know, figured that out and tried to, uh, use it to my advantage, um, and sort of started, you know, modifying my listing so that they could be more customer friendly and, and, uh, started answering questions, uh, that customers had, um, for my items. And so, you know, sort of building that customer relationship, um, with the, uh, with the vendor, uh, with the person that's selling the item or the seller. Um, and so... Yeah, so I did that for a year on and off. No, well, I did that for a year and then I stopped a little bit and did it again um, because, you know, life gets in the way. You have like, you know, work that you have to do for your actual job too. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, you know, you have to sort of manage your time. So um, I've been doing that. Uh, I've still been doing that. Um, Obviously, because of the quarantine, uh, I haven't, I've removed all my listings right now. Um, Um, Okay. Yeah, because uh, we're not trying to, you know, leave the house. as much as we can um right. and so we are uh so i removed that and whenever you know everything's back to normal i'll put them, i'll put them back up again but uh yeah so i've been doing that for about three years on and off okay so yeah like you said this is a little side thing it's not like you really need the money so you right. could afford to not do it when you don't when it's not the right time to exactly uh, yeah, yeah. And it's crazy that you know ebay was popular in our middle school or high school at times right yeah and to to think about doing it in 2017 it's like oh maybe you're really late to the party yeah everyone's doing on amazon drop shipping etc but yep it works because this like you said the product actually got more valuable over time yep a lot of the items are discontinued um and you can't find them uh, anywhere unless someone like me or another seller uh puts it up um and so, you know, it's really hard to find those items. They're, they're definitely buyers for those items. They're definitely looking around uh, from what mm-hmm. I've seen. Um, and so, you know, you have to do your research um, properly and see, you know, what items those buyers are looking for and see if you have those items in your, in your inventory and put them up really quickly before, you know, sometimes, um, you know, I've seen like a vintage perfume not be 
uh, as rare anymore because there mm-hmm. are a lot more buyers or sellers that are putting them up. Um, so it's it's sort of, you know, based on a lot of factors, but a lot of it has to do with time too. Maybe because people like you started selling and other people saying, oh, these kind of items sold and have a lot too at home just sitting yeah. there. Um, yeah, so so really definitely it's an eye for it and also just trying it to see if it works. And in your case, yeah. it worked out perfectly. Yeah, um, and I still have s- stuff that I need to sell. So I imagine doing this maybe on and off for another couple of years until everything's sold. And then after that, you know, I'm also on the side thinking about what else I can start selling. Um, okay. But this time I will have to start buying my stock instead of, you know, just removing the inventory that I have. Okay, so um, you do you are open to that. Yeah, definitely. I just have to think about it more, do my research and see what items would sell. <laughs> I see. Like you said, it's not a lot of money, but what what drives you to do it other than the cluttering the house? Is there is there other reasons or motivation to why you trying why you want to try this? Yeah, I mean, I've I've never been the person to you know have that entre entrepreneur sort of uh, spirit. You know, I, I I've been more of like a person that works a lot with tech, a lot a work person that works a lot with uh, other things. Uh, for like a career option so I, I was never like when I was a kid I was never uh, really that into sort of building my own company when I was older or something like that you know a lot of people have that drive I never had that um, mm-hmm. until you know until um, I saw a lot of people like for example on YouTube on Reddit sort of like start explaining how it works and and how it can become a viable side income um, for you and so when I was looking at that and I was like wow okay so it does seem doable it doesn't have to go big to be, you know, uh, profitable. Mm-hmm. Like you can, you can have a small business on the side that you do stuff with. Uh, you can make that extra side income that can help you out in your expenses and all that stuff. Yeah. And so I, I like that idea. I, I don't particularly want to make it a big thing. It's just for me, um, specifically so that I can just, you know, use that income, save it up and spend it on like bigger, like for example, buying a house or something like that, mm-hmm. um, sort of like save that as an extra side income for that. So yeah, so I, I definitely think that it's very very helpful in that way because you can only make so much at your regular job, um, right. and you need to sort of like spend it on whatever you have, whatever expenses you have, like rent, food, um, mortgage, etc. Right. So, mm-hmm. but that definitely does help. It's like a lot of jobs are being outsourced or being taken over because of the internet. And yeah. At the same time, it created all these opportunities for people that um, look, really look into it and take advantage of it. Uh, right. So it's like it's like another perfect way of your your writing, basically. Um, yeah, I mean, at the same time, it is a perfect wave, but it's also like it's luck too, in a way, mm-hmm. because I if I didn't have this inventory, I don't know if I would do this. Um, I right. sort of had to uh, kind of clear up that space because mm-hmm. I just wanted to see if it i would just i was just experimenting i did not expect anything out of it and so luckily um you know surprisingly ebay um was the perfect audience for the stuff that i was selling um Mm. and and you know it worked out um or it's working out so far i would definitely start definitely if like if i was a person looking from the outside trying to see um you know if i want to open up a store on ebay or something i would definitely 
see if that's the right audience for my item because for me i was selling vintage stuff and so for vintage items there are a lot of people on ebay that are looking for that kind of stuff i would also explore like amazon if you're sell selling more of like a consumer friendly sort of uh product that's mass produced i would definitely look at amazon i would also look at um etsy or you know other web stores like that that can def that can help for the specific product that you're trying to sell um, yeah. And not just that, but they're also, you know, digital products nowadays. Mm -hmm. And so if you're trying to sell a course, if you're trying to sell like uh, some graphic design business or something like that, that you're offering, um, you can also do that too. So that's also a viable option. So it does, just depends on the type of product that you're trying to sell. Imagine, imagine you didn't have the products and you, or, or imagine you just try do, trying doing different things. Um, yeah. You never know. Maybe those things will work too. Like yeah, if that's the first definitely. thing at home you tried. Yeah. Yeah, this sort of uh, expanded my uh, thinking about side income because mm -hmm. it worked, because I knew it was working. And so that's where I got that curiosity, because before that, I did not have that curiosity. But now that I know that it's working, I definitely know that it's doable. And so because I'm doing it. And so having that in my in the back of my mind is 100 percent, you know, more. Uh, helpful than you know when I did when I wasn't doing it because if I w if I hadn't done it I don't know if I would have you know started uh, or exploring more uh, side hustles and stuff like that. So so for the people that are at home and they don't have a lot of like inventory, luckily like you, would you yeah. say is it worth to just trying different things even if they they don't have? Of course, stuff? yeah, of course. I mean, I'm definitely gonna try something when this inventory runs out too. So because <laughs> um, I know it works, um, right? At least that part of it works so i know yeah. that something works and so there's no harm in trying to maybe spend like 500 dollars or something like a small amount of money trying to see if you can buy some products and sell it um but as i said like there's so many different ways nowadays that you can uh start a side income or side hustle so um it just depends on what type of person you are what type of what type of product you're trying to sell yeah even in something as saturated saturated as this you can make it work. yeah for and sure. also, your account just keeps getting better the more you sell, the more time you spend on it. So exactly. it's going to get easier too. Other than eBay, I know, I know you're a singer. We, we went to um, art school and you're uh, a trained vocalist. Like, yeah. Is that what you call it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I guess. <laughs> if you want to call it that, we could call it that. <laughs> yeah. But you, you're definitely very musically talented. And Thank you. Yeah. You, you, and you're, tried putting... you are also artistically <laughs> talented. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I know you, you put up music covers, music videos um, on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, did you have any luck with that? And would you still be open to keep trying? I did not have luck with that. Um, I sort of, I, I put up one cover on YouTube seven years ago. It got like 400 something views, mm -hmm. um, which is okay. Like for my first video, like I, it was pretty cool, but I did not post anything on YouTube after that. Um, I post a lot of stuff on SoundCloud um, mm -hmm. just because I was more comfortable with just sharing my voice and not my face. And that's just because I'm, I'm, I'm a bit camera shy. It, felt, it just felt more comfortable with me sharing my voice because I've always shared my voice to people um, mm -hmm. ever since high school. Like, like I was sort of forced into, uh, you know, um, standing in front of people and, and oh, singing man. different types yeah. of songs. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, that sort of, 
you know, helped me get over that uh, about my voice, but I still yeah. haven't gotten over that about my face. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so I've just felt more comfortable. Like SoundCloud was just just a more comfortable um, website for me to use um, uh, for posting songs and covers and stuff like that. But it was just more of like a hobby. Yeah. And that's why you agreed to doing the podcast because it's voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I I am not opposed to um, trying to do YouTube again. I just mm-hmm. don't. I just I want to do it. I just feel like um, I gotta figure it figure it out first. Do a lot more research before I mm-hmm. before I start um, again. Um, and I mean, I definitely have the equipment now, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I was think especially during this quarantine that we're in. I feel like I was uh, I definitely was thinking about this a couple weeks ago and trying to see you know what spot in my house would be would look good for a <laughs> a video or a video cover or something but uh but yeah no i think i'm definitely open to it still i just have to get around to it okay yeah that yeah. i think that's the right mindset i remember in, in uh in high school you and maybe some other friends used to do uh sing in central park or wherever and yeah. try to <laughs> try to make money as a street performer yeah uh, busking and stuff it wasn't that <laughs> it was more just like let's see what happens i made 10 bucks all right <laughs> yeah but you that's know? that's such a cool story to tell some a lot of people wish they could have done that back yeah. in high school yeah and it's the cool. most embarrassing thing but now now it's a story to tell yeah for sure <laughs> yeah uh you know we all we all try to work hard we all try to make money um what what's the, what's the end goal for you um the end goal the end goal <laughs> what what motivates you why 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 working so hard i sort of just want to there's there's a lot of different ways i can answer that question mm-hmm. um but first and foremost i want to help my family out um and sort of like make sure that they are uh taken care of and they're okay um mm-hmm. so that's my first motivation um i don't really care about myself more than i care about like the people that i'm with Mm-hmm. Um, and so I definitely want to make sure that they're okay. Um, and number two is I, I've always sort of tried to strive for being the best at whatever I could, you know, put my hands on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whether that be technology, chemical engineering, um, eBay, whatever. Um, so I want to see if I can build that further, sort of like keep going in my career, in my side hustles, maybe start exploring YouTube. Um, so I definitely want to explore more and see, learn new things. I think learning is, I, I, people overlook learning sometimes, but it's always good to put yourself in an uncomfortable position so that you can get out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. and sort of learn something new, even if it's scary at first, it's a new skill. Uh, it's it, it could be like used for something beneficial in the future. So everyone should have that sort of open mindset. So I definitely um, am going to try to do that in the future more because when I do that, like for example, the eBay thing, mm-hmm. um, I it works out sometimes. And so um, it's it's that that is sort of like motivating me, just lear- trying to learn as much as I can, um, and and see if I can. Uh, see if I can try to explore other avenues that can help me grow as a person. And imagine if uh, all the programming jobs gets wiped out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could maybe still make a few bucks off of eBay or, yeah. or start performing in the subways to make a few yeah. bucks. At least you'll be able to <laughs> buy Wendy's or something to feed yourself. Yo, that <laughs> is the end goal. No, <laughs> now, the end goal hopefully is for me to progress in my career um, mm-hmm. and sort of 
maybe see if YouTube works out. I don't know. I'll put a couple of videos up. Let's see what yeah. happens. I mean, I you're also doing that. I can learn from you too. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're similar in that our, our parents, I'm actually an immigrant myself, but your parents are first generation immigrants, right? From yes. India? Yes. Yeah. So I feel like there's a, a chip on our shoulders. So that's, yeah. I see a, a common thing I see for immigrants or immigrant children. Definitely. I think, I think they, I think we always see our parents work super duper hard when we're kids and we know that we have to work as hard, if not more hard because they gave us this opportunity to thrive in in america which is like you know the greatest thing um and so i think that that is definitely a big motivation that's a good point um that you made uh that's definitely one thing that keeps motivating me um Mm. is seeing my dad work so many long hours um when i was a kid same with my mom that is yeah that is definitely like a huge huge uh thing that you mentioned so I'm a little curious. Uh, are you are you more like your mom or like your dad? Uh, like you said, your your mom is your dad is super hardworking. What about your mom? What traits did you get from each other? Honestly, both are super hardworking. I I would I would go to say like my mom might be a little hard more hardworking than my dad. Okay. Um, yeah, my mom is. Um, my mom was always like a very studious person, so I got that trait from her. She mm. basically taught me all the way throughout eighth grade through eighth grade. Um, pretty much like, uh, and so like whenever I had a question and stuff, I would always go to her. Um, she's very, very like, uh, you know, sweet and nice, kind hearted. And so mm. I got that, those, I, I think I got those skills, for, <laughs> uh, those traits for her, um, mm. from her. Um, and my dad was sort of like more of like a, he had a great personality. He's more of like a, um, you know, like he, he, he's very, uh, he's very handy. He can, he can pick a lot of stuff up really quickly um mm-hmm. and so uh, i got uh, i don't know if i got that from him but i definitely admire that about him um okay. he's very like good with languages and it's very very good with history and all that stuff mm-hmm. um and so like he's 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 like hardworking in that sense he's like uh, a different type of person but very very yeah. like cool <laughs> when i was growing up like he definitely worked hard obviously at the job that he was at job that he was at but what I got from him is like uh, what I learned from him was obviously the hardworking part, but also the, uh, you know, you have to have some sort of street skills, like street smarts. I guess survive. Off. Yeah. So you said uh, basically your dad has to be street smart to survive. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, exactly. So like he knows how to talk to people. He talks in six, seven different languages. He's like, uh, you know, a very people person, very social person. And so um, I... I definitely admire that about him and I and I, you know, try to incorporate that whenever whenever I can. So they're both very yeah. different types of people, but right. um it's a pretty perfect mix. It's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. So um I'm glad like I could learn from both of them in that way. That's almost like a like a Gary Vaynerchuk, something he would say, right? Like a perfect parenting, a little bit of both. And I could see that. Like you say you get the your dad is basically fearless in trying new things. Yes. Which is like yeah. you you're fearless in trying a new major or trying a new job. And yeah. then you're like your mom in that once you're in it, you're hardworking and you will stick through it, make it work. Wow, that's is... really that's really good. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never thought about it that way. I learned something. Yeah. New. Yes. Yeah. That's cool. That's very cool. And so are you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm scared to analyze myself like that, but it's interesting to, no, I, to see I, the comparison. Yeah. No, I've seen that you're always one of those like um super like you try super hard and try to get to like 
whatever you want to do, you sort of like try to explore everything, every option available, what works and what doesn't. Obviously, whatever doesn't work, you throw it out in the trash because you, time is money, obviously. <laughs> and so like it's pretty cool to see you um, do the same thing. So, thanks, man. Yeah, we're still we're still kind of new to this, but twenty seven. Yeah. It's like man, we're we're getting old into our thirties in a few years, but we're still fairly new to this. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, all all you can do is sort of try your best and uh learn new things and mm. see where life takes you obviously yeah. there's a lot to learn and if there's one thing that i want people to know from this podcast is like definitely be open to learning new things mm-hmm. <laughs> just trying things yeah yeah so, so what's the what's the next step for you uh the next step um when this quarantine passes uh <laughs> <laughs> i want to sort of grow in my career take the next step maybe you know try to see if i can get a promotion or something uh, hopefully in the future because i definitely love the company that i work for right now um i love the mission you just have to say that huh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes i have to say that (laughs) on my contract (laughs) but no no i definitely love the mission about like you know uh helping children read all across the world um and there's very few companies Mm. that actually have that mission and okay. so um, I I like working for that for a company that has that mission and and I like this I like the work that I'm doing and I'm learning mm-hmm. a lot still, um, but you know I'm also like learning on the side as well taking side courses seeing what I can do that I don't do at my job but you know I'm just trying to explore different things. And you're just unstoppable. It just keeps going. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying. That's it. <laughs> nah, that's cool. That's 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 all we could take away from this. Yeah, appreciate exactly. that. Yep. That was a good 35, 36 minute conversation, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely learned a lot. I appreciate you doing this. Yeah, no problem. I learned a lot too. I, yeah, I didn't, and I, I learned a lot from you. Uh, your summary <laughs> about me, and I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, and I definitely want to do this again. Hopefully, I will still be doing this for a while. And yeah. there will be a, another episode with you on. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, we could do like yeah. a like four or five people or something too. Yeah, That'd be pretty like cool. Group interview. I'm like definitely group, yeah. trying that. Thank you again, and I'll talk to you offline. All right. Take care, right. man. Thank you. Peace.